0: Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Unsportsmanlike Commentary. This is DC Mellow and along with me is Tyler. Tyler, how's it going?
1: Living the dream, dude. Ready to talk some football? But episode yeah. three, looks like you and I finally have our fucking social distancing podcasting shit figured out. So we'll see how this goes.
0: Absolutely. Uh, before we get into the games today, we'll be, we will be talking about our week five previews. But before we get into that, we do want to let our listeners know uh, that we do have a a Twitter page up and running, and our handle is at Unsport Comment. Again, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Unsport Comment. We'd love to get some followers and uh, have you guys uh, up to date on when we uh, put out our new episodes. We'll be posting it there. Also, our podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts uh as well. So so it's pretty exciting news, but let's go ahead and get into the games. Uh for the first game, uh this week I would like to talk about the pa- uh, the Panthers and the Falcons. Tyler, how do you feel about this one?
1: Um I mean, you've got two teams that are both kind of undesirable uh when you think of a matchup, especially when you look at the Falcons who Everyone, especially even in a tight division when you have the Saints and you've got the Buccaneers that added Brady and Gronk <clears throat> with the defense that that showed up at the second half of the last season, um, yeah. the line is at one in favor of Atlanta. Right. And <laughs> Vegas is turning around and putting no faith into the Falcons. Um, you know, I it was a toss-up. Pick for me for this game. Uh, with you know, the Falcons Julio is more than likely going to be out. I would just go ahead and assume that he's not playing uh after re-aggravating his hamstring injury in the matchup against the Packers. Um, but some good news for 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 Falcons fans going up against uh a subpar Panthers team is that they are receiving some help on the defensive side of the ball. AJ Terrell's back. Ricardo Allen's back, and fucking whatever his first name, McKinley, their defensive end, um, they're all on track to return. So maybe that defense gets a little boost and helps them pick up their first win of the year.
0: Yeah, it's uh, for how good Atlanta's offense is, it, it's actually kind of impressive. They are winless so far uh, into the season. Uh, it goes to show, though, how, how bad their defense is. Uh, the line right now, like you said, it's uh, one point in favor of Atlanta so who you got who you got taking this one you got
1: it I, I'm, I'm gonna go with the falcons i think them getting some they're getting a corner a safety and a starting defensive end back on defense
0: mm-hmm.
1: um i got i got Atlanta by three i think that's as comfortable as i'd be willing to push the line yeah
0: i i i, I totally understand why the line is where it's at i could see this game really going either direction i think uh Bridgewater is really starting to showcase himself as a, as a fine starting quarterback in the league. Um, he has some decent receiving options as well. So the Panthers definitely have the firepower to go up against what has been so far, a very underwhelming Falcons defense. So I really could see this game going either way. I, I could see it being like a, a two touchdown game in favor of one or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really depends on which versions of each team decide to show up Uh I'm going to go with Atlanta as well. I think they're very hungry for that first win. They're at Dan, home. Dan so, Quinn's going to be
1: out of a fucking job
0: if they yeah, lose. Correct. Uh, so I'm going to take I'm going to take Atlanta in this one. Uh, looking ahead, let's go to the Chiefs and the Raiders. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised when I saw this line. Uh, as of about 30 minutes ago, Kansas City was favored by 12 points. Do you agree with that?
1: So, I do. The, the, the line was 12 yesterday when mm-hmm. I started doing my picks and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> I, the Chiefs are going to win this game. I don't agree with the 12-point line. <clears throat> the Raiders are a better team than they have been in the past. Um, but Derek Carr in his career is 0-6 at Arrowhead. Like, can't get it done in that fucking building. Mm-hmm. Um, and... and I just I, I twelve points is a lot, and it's it's That's a big not as to cover. It's, it's not as crazy of a number when you're talking about the Chiefs, and especially with going up against the Raiders. Even though they looked at least for the first couple of games like they would have been a legit contender, but I'm kind of out on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since Mahomes took the starting quarterback role for for. For the Chiefs, they have outscored the Raiders seventy-five points to twelve at home. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 it gets ugly when Mahomes is facing the fucking the Raiders.
0: It does, but to be fair, in a lot of those games, the, the Raiders were just a really bad team. Yep. Um, I when I look at this matchup, twelve points. <laughs> Can I see the Kansas City Chiefs winning by two touchdowns? Absolutely, it's, it's absolutely possible. However, look at how the body of work that the chiefs have done this year. Um, and I, I touched on this last week where I do think this is the most dangerous chiefs team that we've seen in some time. I think they're more dangerous this year than they were last year, as far as being a complete football team. Yeah. I agree. That said, they have struggled to put away teams. They should be putting away. They've shown up, you know, against big games, like against the, the Ravens, but they, they, the, the, Justin Herbert and the chargers took them into overtime. Yep. Uh, and, that, that game really, really could have been won by the Chargers. The the Raiders, I feel like, are a better team than the Chargers. And the, the Chiefs don't show up hyped up to play their A game. Uh, I think that the Raiders could make this one could make this one pretty close. Especially since I feel like the, the Chiefs this year, they're kind of experimenting a little bit with with their team. You know, they're trying to see, yeah. all right, we already know what we got with the passing game. We already know what we got from the homes and our receivers. Let's see, can we run the ball uh, dominantly? Can, can our defense, can we rely on our defense to win games? Uh, so I feel like the, the Chiefs are doing a little bit of experimenting uh, in the first half of the season. Uh, and that's going to especially be seen in games where they're heavily favored. Uh, so I, I feel like this one will be a little closer than expected. I think it's going to be a 7 to 10 point game. I, I have the Chiefs and I'm taking them at under.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that pick. I, I would, when I was looking at this game, looking at all, all the stats that go into it, I, I think Kansas City is going to win. I have them by a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I think that's about right. I think that's about right. Of course, who, who the fuck knows?
1: That, that's also <laughs> it's been, very fucking it's been true. One,
0: one unpredictable season.
1: This year has been fucking bonkers.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, next up, we got Arizona and the Jets. Uh, the line here is Arizona favored by seven. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, well, yesterday they were favored by eight, and I took the over. <clears throat> that, that was – probably one of the easier fucking calls to make the jets okay for starters it, joe flacco is the starting quarterback now mm-hmm. sam Darnold is out with his shoulder injury that he off that massive hit and he took the thursday night game last uh last week right um flacco has had very little time he wasn't a part of training camp um and, and here's a here's a stat that'll That'll fucking that it just goes to show that, yeah, Arizona is winning by double digits. Uh, The Jets' red zone efficiency this season is 31st in the league. Arizona's red zone defense is fourth. So (laughs) that is not a good combination
0: if you're a Jets fan.
1: (laughs) No, no, the Jets are going to get fucking slaughtered. And this is going to be one of those games where like Cardinal fans have seen their team lose two weeks in a row. Correct. The two teams they should have beaten. Correct. This is gonna be the game where they beat up on a really bad team and they're gonna be like, oh no, they they figured they figured their shit out. And it,
0: I no, think Kyler a- Murray is, is kind of poised to break out again. You know, he he the last couple of games, he has looked very human. Uh he still has some really incredible plays, right? Some really incredible yeah. highlight moments. But all in all, I I think that after what we saw the first two weeks, the last two weeks have been a disappointment. I think that this game is going to look much more like the Kyler Murray of the first two weeks than the Kyler Murray of the past two weeks.
1: I also think that Kyler Murray is becoming a little too dependent on DeAndre Hopkins. Like, yes, he's your standout number one. He's a top three wide receiver in the NFL. That is – I actually top two. Julio has fallen from those graces.
0: I believe it, yep.
1: Um, But – you look at you look at DeAndre, he's nine receptions away from breaking the record for the most receptions through the first five games. He's gonna get he's gonna get those nine. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get those nine against the fucking Jets because they have absolutely nobody who can cover him. But he needs I think part of the part of the reason that Kyler Murray is struggling so hard the last two games is because he's legitimately only looking to target D hop.
0: I think also another big thing that's that's hurting the Cardinals is they haven't really been able to establish a very strong run game right for players not named Kyler Murray. Right. I look at Kenyon Drake, he has horribly disappointed so far this season he's averaging three point eight yards per carry. Uh, he he's just not getting it done. And anyone, who's,
1: anyone who anyone who thought re- otherwise forcing
0: the defenses to re- to respect the run game.
1: Anyone who thought otherwise out of Kenyon Drake is a fucking fool because he had three really big games last year. Once he was traded to Arizona, and then he threw up complete duds. The rest, he's thrown up complete duds this season. He's right. not. The, he should not be the RB one.
0: I really believe that this game is going to be a make or break game for Kenyon Drake as far as his role uh, in the in the depth chart as uh, the workhorse. Yeah, I think after this, I think game, you're going to see if he doesn't have a big game this weekend. I think you're going to start seeing Chase Edmonds have a much bigger role in the offense.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think it. it if he doesn't show out against a, a bad Jets team, then right. it's probably going to lean more towards at least a 50-50 work share with Chase Edmonds. Correct.
0: Um, I mean, you, you've given him a quarter of the season. Week five, you're essentially a third of the season through. How many games can you really wait in a 16-game season to see if your starting running back is really a starting running back? True. So I have, I do have, I do agree with you as far as I do think this one's going to be probably a blowout. I have Arizona covering uh, at the seven point favorites. I would probably take them over at 10.
1: Uh, Yeah, I would take them up to 13. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. So uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next game here. And we have the Eagles who have shown some sign of having a pulse after last week. Against the Steelers, who have had an extra week to prepare for this game, they essentially had their bye week early.
1: How do you see this one playing out? You think waiting until the fourth quarter against a beaten up 49ers defense and pulling out a, a, a long passing touchdown is some kind of showing a pulse? No, sir
0: showing no. a pulse. Yeah, I think it's showing no. a pulse. It's a weak No, it's pulse, not. But it's no, sure no. A pulse. I, when, I disagree. I think
1: this is a when pulse. you're when you're playing a, a, a fourth and fifth string cornerback fucking duo, th- no, that's not showing a pulse. How long it took you to put that game away. But that being said, we're not talking about that. Uh Pittsburgh favorite at 7. I have Pittsburgh winning. I have Pittsburgh covering. Uh I I don't I don't see how the the, the, Philly and Pittsburgh right now are one and two in the sack totals. Philly at 17 Pittsburgh at 15. Okay. And that's with Pittsburgh playing one less game. Mm -hmm. The Steelers front seven is going to harass and destroy Carson Wentz all fucking day because he has no, his O-line is so shattered and depleted. He's not going, he's not going to have enough time to get anything done. And the Eagles front four, I mean Fletcher Cox, they don't have a bad front four. They can create some pressure. but you're gonna have to start sending you're, you're gonna have to start sending nickel corners, you're gonna something to disrupt Ben. If they can get that running game going early, I think it's gonna be a fucking blowout. Yeah, Steelers have a lot of people don't realize how many weapons the Steelers
0: have. Uh, around Big Ben as far as offensive uh, arsenal goes. So you have running back game, right? You got James Conner. Benny Snell is no slouch either. He, he If James no. Connor's having a bad game, you can put Benny Snell in there and he can definitely pick up the slack. Uh, even if James Conner gets hurt, right, which we know is a real possibility just about any game he plays, Benny yep. Snell's a great backup option. We saw that week one where he essentially was an RB1 for that week. And then in the receiving yeah. game, they they obviously they have Juju, um, but they've also got Deontay Johnson, who's having a nice season, and they got the the other
1: uh, rookie. What's what's his name? Um Oh my fucking god! You know who I'm talking about, right? Yes, I I I I know who you're talking about. I don't know yeah. if they I don't know if who our listeners do.
0: About. I'll I'll look that up and find that on the next segment here. But uh, Claypool, they, they really have, and got like James Washington in as well. What was that?
1: Isn't his last name like Claypool? Something? Claypool,
0: that's what it is. Yeah, Claypool. So he he's a he's a solid option so they have three four receiver depth they have great running back depth um and they have eric ebron as a tight end who oftentimes gets overlooked as as a solid option and i think he's going to have a nice week this week uh against uh, a team that has struggled against covering tight ends which is weird because they practice against two of the best tight ends every week in practice but it is what it is the eagles haven't shown enough to to me to say they've they've got it together i i do think they have something resembling a pulse, but that does not sell me on them beating the Steelers or, or even getting close to to meeting this line. No, I think seven points is a very, very, very easy line for me to bet.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's a, that's an easy over right now. Yeah, That's how I see it. Ben Roethlisberger has got seven passing touchdowns in three games. Correct. Carson Wentz has seven interceptions and that's league. Leading and those seven interceptions have come against pretty inferior defenses.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it's, it, it's 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 going to be an ugly fucking day. TJ White is going to be in Carson Wentz's face all fucking day.
0: I mean, you saw the Eagles playing against uh, a division rival of the Steelers there against the Bengals, and that game <laughs> resulted in one of the ugliest ties we have seen in some time. And. The Steelers are just a whole other class. If you're having a hard time putting away the Bengals, I don't see how you're going to put up a a fight against the Steelers.
1: No. They've had a hard time putting away any team they've faced, including the backup squad, the practice squad for the 49ers last week. So, Correct.
0: So I think we both agree here. Uh, Eagles, Steelers, we got Pittsburgh covering,
1: correct? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Rams, Washington football team. I don't, I don't know what to say about this one. This one's intriguing because yet the Rams, who are struggling to put away teams you know, like last week, they, they made that game against the Giants way closer than it ever should have been. And the Washington football team, which has stayed in games, they don't really have business staying in. This was a tough one for me. I actually I actually had to stew over this one for a bit. The line is L.A. 7, and you would think that's an easy call. L.A. takes the over. But based on what I saw last week and even the last past couple of weeks – I'm not so sure that's an easy call anymore.
1: Well, okay, so I'll, what are you what are you taking on this one?
0: I'm still taking the over. Okay, but I think that it's going to be right around that that seven points. I think it's going to be a seven to ten point game. I, I would not go much higher than seven on the over. Um, and honestly, I I could see this one being even. I could see this being a field goal game.
1: So uh, the <clears throat> The Redskins have a new face at fucking quarterback starting this week. Okay, Ron Rivera is rolling with his old fucking hot hand of Kyle Allen from their days in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Haskins Haskins got benched, and <clears throat> I mean, I think at this point, for a good reason, um, he right. hasn't really looked spectacular. And Rivera has legitimately given him every opportunity and went to bat for him in every press conference after every loss. This season, Um, but it finally, I guess enough was enough in Washington, Um, you know, and Kyle Allen has a little bit of a leg forward being that he is playing for his head coach from last year when they were both in Carolina together. Um, It's supposed to like the weather's not supposed to be great up in up in fucking uh, D.C. Tomorrow's supposed to be a lot of rain, so that could potentially really affect the passing game. So I'm right, going make it an ugly game. I, I would, I would look for it at least in fantasy perspectives. I would be buying a little more into like the Rams running game, Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown. Those would be the two I'd be looking at. Um, <clears throat> and I, I I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, I don't have much faith in Kyle Allen as the starter in Washington either. Um, in his last seven games uh that he started for Carolina, he had 15 turnovers. Right. Um, he needs to protect the ball. And if we're talking about, you know, it's raining, you're dealing with wet, wet climate. I I don't have much faith that he's gonna hang on to that ball.
0: Yeah, I, I do see the Rams defense having a big a big game. However, I also see Jared Goff playing another game of a more tentative game script where he's not really making big chunk plays down, uh, down the field. Like you said, there's going to be probably a lot of running. I see them doing a lot of of screen passes again. Um, You know, it's really a shame because the the Rams have so many good receiving options. I don't see them fully maximizing those and stretching the field out like they should. Uh, But that said, I, I still, I still see the Rams defense being too good against the Washington football team especially with Kyle Allen coming in as quarterback, like you said, he's had injury problems and a, a rainy first day against a good defense is, is, not a recipe for success for a quarterback that hasn't played all season.
1: Yeah, no, I, it's hard, especially when you're thinking about what the climate might be like up there. Mm. If it's heavy rain, it's going to be a lot, it's going to be run focused. Um, and <clears throat> I agree with you. Goff is probably going to have another, pretty lackluster performance um for fantasy wise but there's some people out there that have no choice but to start him as uh, as it's, as, it's uh, true insert me my only other option is carson wentz and fuck that i'm i'm getting ready to drop his ass outright.
0: yeah i i i can't i can't
1: i, I cannot argue
0: starting Wentz against the steelers is fuck is, no 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 that's that's a terrible one all right, let's go to one more game before we take our first break, and that's going to be the Ravens and the Bengals. Uh, the, another game that kind of intrigued me here. Uh, the Ravens are favored by twelve, and I think a lot of people are expecting a blowout. Ooh. I'm not sure this is going to be a blowout. Uh, I, I think it is going to be. It's going to be one of those games where the Ravens are in, in control for most of the game, uh, but I don't. I don't know it's going to be this massive blowout. I have a hard time. I have a hard time taking the over at 12 points against the Bengals who, who have five, who are a division rival, right. And they find ways of keeping, keeping games close in pretty much every game they've played this season.
1: So you and I have agreed on a lot this week. Mm-hmm. The line yesterday was 13 in favor of Baltimore and I've got the Ravens winning. And <clears throat> I also have them not covering the fucking line. Yeah. Um, it's hard
0: to take a big line against a division rival. They, they play each other closer than typically they play each other closer than than they should. We saw that, you know, look at the bills, the way they played against uh, the jets and the dolphins. They're clearly the better team. And yet those games still were a lot closer than they should have been. And you look at a team like the Ravens, I think it's going to be a lot closer because the Ravens and the Bengals know each other. They play each other twice every, every single year.
1: Joey burrow finally got his first win of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, first win as a NFL starting quarterback. He hasn't looked terrible. No. In, in just about any, just any game that he's played yet. He he's had moments where he hasn't looked great, but I wouldn't, I'd be, you can't necessarily look at the guy with the depleted O-line that he has and a very shaky defense. You can't, he's kept them in every game. Correct. Correct. So like there was, there was a big fucking part of me that wanted to, pick this game as my upset but i i can't I, I i can't i can't justify the day the yeah the the
0: ravens against that that o-line that the Bengals are throwing out there that that's that's a tough one to sell me on or joe as burrow is
1: gonna get his ass whipped tomorrow
0: i think anyone named joe the place for the Bengals is gonna have a rough day tomorrow uh, joe burrow joe Mason, uh, like i would I, I i'm telling you right now uh, when we get to the fantasy segment here, when we we talk about that in the next
1: episode, uh, Joe Mixon is on my bust list, dude. dude Mixon, gonna in the last big. Mixon's last four games against Buffalo, he's our ar- he's averaging three point yards a carry. I don't see him. Doing any better than that. If that's what he's getting you tomorrow and you have no shot, uh, you have no other option to mm-hmm. start anyone above Mixon, that 3.1 a carry is the best you can hope for. And I see his touches going away pretty quickly because I, I see Cincy keeping it within the 12 point margin. They're going to be playing catch up most of the game. Right.
0: If you're relying on
1: Joe Mixon as a running back option, maybe he's your RB2, or maybe you have him in your flex.
0: Uh he he's a touchdown dependent play this week. He he if he doesn't oh, yeah. get a score, he's gonna have he's gonna have like maybe 40-50 yards total.
1: Mixon is a touchdown dependent play every week. It's Correct. not even just Correct. this week, but more like, so this week than others. More I more so this just, week than others.
0: Without and, and it's not even his I don't think Joe Mixon's a bad player. I think he's a fantastic player. You just he has no O-line. He has no when he gets the ball, the lanes are already closing.
1: And when you think about – like, Joe Mixon is not an RB2 for a lot of guys because Mixon's ADP was going RB1 value.
0: Right. He was going right there at the
1: turn between the first and the second round. I was so happy he wasn't around when it came to my second pick Mm -hmm. in either of the drafts because I did not want any part of Joe Mixon. Yeah, he had a stellar three-touchdown performance last week. Great. Right. But other than that, he's been pretty lackluster. He's going to be an
0: inconsistent play because, like you said, he really is a, a weekly touchdown-dependent running back, at least until that the soul line improves. When the soul line improves, and yeah, sure, I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But and just there.
1: to add confidence towards the betting the line, if if you want to pick them as the over, John Harbaugh as a coach is twelve and one against rookie quarterbacks at home. So
0: yeah, so. I, I do think it's going to be an under. I'm I'm taking Ravens winning, but not covering twelve points. Where are you at?
1: I've got the Ravens winning. You said it's a twelve. Twelve. <sighs> Fuck it, give me the over. I'm, I'm I'm give me the over on the Ravens. I I'll t- I'll I'll say they cover twelve.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that does it for the first uh, part of this segment. We just covered about half of the week's slate of games. Coming up next, we'll talk about the second half of the games. Stay tuned. Yee Yee Welcome back, everyone. We're going to go ahead and talk about the second half of games that we're going to be seeing this week, starting with the Dolphins and the 49ers. Ooh, this is your team, Tyler. How do you think they're going to do?
1: Yes, it is. I don't know if the line changed from yesterday, but they're favored nine points at home.
0: It has changed a little. It's currently uh, their eight-point favorites. I think that's still being generous.
1: 49ers so far 0-2 at home. And they're going up against a Miami team that has scrapped in every game. Yes. Um, fuck, dude. I, I could so – if it, if it wasn't going to affect me mentally or emotionally, I would have picked this as my upset. <laughs> I just – I can't see with even how banged up they are, I can't see them losing this game. The Niners are – Jimmy Garoppolo is starting at quarterback again, which albeit I'm not his biggest fan, but he's a big upgrade from a Nick Mullins or a C.J. Beathard. Um, On the defensive side of the ball, they get Dre Dre Greenlaw back. (laughs) They're out another cornerback. Deontay Johnson is fucking out. So it's going to be Verrett and fucking somebody lining up at corner. Um, And Raheem Mostert is is questionable. He's a game-time decision for Sunday. Uh, If they can get him back – I think that's going to be a huge huge, – I think Mostert coming back is a bigger addition than Garoppolo at this point, given the matchup. I agree with that. Because McKinnon is – he's a fantastic running back, but he is not an RB1. He doesn't have the size. He doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the lateral quickness. He is a great third down pass catching back, which is exactly what Kyle Shanahan brought him in to do. Um. So getting hurt back with his speed and his quickness, I think helps open up the running game, takes a lot of the pressure off Garoppolo. I've got the 49ers winning. And reluctantly, I, I do have them covering this week. So I agree with you on the
0: winning. I, I do think that they're going to win. Uh, what, what I'm worried about, though, is the Dolphins do have a pair of really good receivers and Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. And with the Niners being so banged up in their secondary, I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have a decent game, and I think this game's going to be pretty close down the stretch. Uh, I do agree that the Niners are ultimately the better team, and I, I, have a, I also have a hard time seeing them losing this one, but I also have a hard time seeing them covering an eight-point line. I don't like that. I think it's going to be closer to a touchdown game, uh, which puts it, for me, just – eight points is just a little too much for me to feel comfortable choosing the over. So I do have the Niners here,
1: but I have them at the under. Uh, They're getting some, they're getting some of their reinforcements on both sides of the ball back. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, Mostert, a game time decision. I'm, I'm assuming Mostert's probably going to be a go. And then you get Drake Greenlaw back into that, that linebacking tandem. Um, I think this is gonna. I, I, I'm gonna have. I've got them covering. I. <clears throat> I don't. They have. They got Preston Williams and Devontae Parker on the wide receivers side of the ball mm-hmm. for the Dolphins. But I'd be a lot less concerned about that with how banged up the cornerback position is for the 49ers if they weren't more of a zone style defense. I think Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart. Are more than capable of picking up some of that slack and potentially short game, maybe not, but I don't see either one of those two safeties getting burnt over the top.
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next game Colts and Browns. This one, this one, I had a hard time. I, I really spent some time thinking about who's going to win this one. Vegas is having a hard time too because the line currently is even. There is, there is no no favorite, no underdog. Uh, I did ultimately choose the team with the better defense, and that's the Colts.
1: Uh, well, we finally have our first disagreement. You got So you got the Browns in this one. I have the Browns for this reason alone. Anthony Walker and Darius Leonard have already both been ruled out. If the Browns can keep doing what the Browns need to do with a quarterback like Baker Mayfield and set up <clears throat> run first, Kareem Hunt mm-hmm. gets to that line. He's facing a set of backup linebackers. Those two being out are, are a huge blow to this Colts defense. You got the Cleveland. Cleveland's the number one off rushing offense in the NFL to begin with. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but Indy is top five against the run. A lot of that does
0: the Browns are missing Nick Chubb this week, which I know that you look at last week, Nick Chubb went down, wasn't a big deal, right? They had other guys come in and the Kareem hunt was still taking handles. And the other guys that came in to replace Nick Chubb, they also had pretty pretty good games, but this isn't the Dallas defense here we're talking about. We're talking about the Colts defense. And I do see uh, against a defense of this caliber, not having a star running back like Nick Chubb, I do see that being being a a, a a factor. Uh, Kareem Hunt will still have his will still have his moments. He'll still be good, but the, the Browns Hunt, have relied Kareem on a Hunt, one-two punch. The Browns have relied on a one-two punch in the running game all season long. They're not going to have a one-two punch. They're going to have a one punch and then. That means they're going to probably rely more on Baker Mayfield to have to win. And I do not feel comfortable relying on Baker Mayfield to win a game. I just don't. So that, to me, is what's
1: the iceberg. Saying that Nick Chubb is – and Nick Chubb is a star running back in this league, but Mm -hmm. so is Kareem Hunt. Right. Kareem Hunt, I think, is what –
0: absolutely but they're not going to get 300 yards rushing this this week. They're not going to get that massive oh, rushing total no. because they only have one of their 1-2 punch, right? It's like boxing one-handed. Yeah, like the right hand may still be very good, but if you're missing the left hand which you're used to having that's also very good, uh then then you're fr- then it's not going to be the same thing. And whoever they're going to play, I know they got a couple different running backs that they have to come in and take some of those touches cuz they they're not a a system that does the bell cow running back, right? They like to have two different running backs getting a lot of touches throughout the game. Uh, just getting a ton of ton of uh, rushing yards by having a ton of handoffs. They're not going to have as many handoffs. One, because I don't see them moving the ball as easily this week. And, and two, Kareem Hunt is going to be their one punch. They're not going to have that second punch to hit the defense with you don't have you know defenses can can take a break a little bit when Kareem Hunt isn't on the field whereas before you had Nick Chubb and then when he went to go rest you had Kareem Hunt defenses were getting murdered and hammered by the running back they're not going to have that uh luxury this season this this week they're going to have to rely more on Baker Mayfield and I do not like relying on Baker Mayfield for anything except covering seats in the Home Depot commercial
1: I think Kareem Hunt's gonna be just fine as you will be fine as, as the RB. But I, the I, Browns you, your, your lack of faith in Kareem Hunt has been a one and he has been a solidified like you are Absolutely. Our only running no. back in the past. No like, arguments there. Kareem Hunt is going to be just fucking fine. Get with 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 Chubb out four to six fucking weeks. I think Kareem Hunt is going to shine. He's a top five running back, no matter who he is, who the Browns are going up against. Yes,
0: I agree on Kareem Hunt. Again, my argument is not against Kareem Hunt, all right? My argument is the Browns are used to having 40 quality handoffs each game. They're not going to give the ball to Kareem Hunt 40 times, right? They're going to have 20 to 25 quality handoffs this game because the only quality hands they'll have will be Kareem Hunt. They don't have the Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt combo and that's going to that's going to put the ball in the hands of Baker Mayfield more. I I got I got the I got the Colts taking this one.
1: Well, okay, looking on the on the flip side. Okay. Right. You got the Colts. TY Hilton who has been nothing but a fucking disappointment yeah. for anybody who drafted his ass. T.Y. is now 15 consecutive games with fewer than 100 yards.
0: Right. Yeah. He's, I mean, his, he's, he's not his, the T.Y. Hilton he used to be.
1: His last 100 yard game was with Andrew Lott. Wow. Phillip Rivers loves utilizing his fucking tight ends more in the passing game. And T.Y. has been so unreliable for the last two seasons. I don't understand if you draft it, how you're even fucking thinking about starting him.
0: And the thing is, too, with the Colts, uh, they, they've changed from being a team that's going to gun it to a team that's going to really play the possession game, right? Uh, even Phillip Rivers, as good as he still is, like he's still a very good quarterback. He's not the Philip Rivers that used to have three, 400-yard games, not in this right. offense. They're going to hand no. the ball off a lot. They're going to rely on their defense to make stops. They're playing for possessions, um they're winning by putting up 19 game, 19 points a game they remind me a lot of the buffalo bills from last year uh that's how they're going to get their win strong defense and an offense that does good enough uh to put enough points on the board that their defense w- will win the game
1: good enough to get you into the playoffs but right. not good enough to get you out of the wild card round
0: right that, that's that's kind of i see it now um but you're taking you're taking the Browns in this one.
1: I am taking the Browns, and I, there's I, there's no line. I, I I would take the Browns at a field goal. Um, one l- quick little tidbit on the fantasy side of the fucking game. When you look at what uh, OBJ did a week ago, yes. in a in PPR formats, in a, in, a, in a change of reversals, he was the one shitting on others. These are facts. <laughs> In, in a PPR format, he had 38.4 points last week. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna we'll cover this later, but OBJ is my bust in the wide receiver. That's the man- uh-
0: that's uh, has, that's
1: unfortunate because he's also my bust. <laughs> he had OBJ hasn't had consecutive 25 point games since week 13 and 14 of no. 2015. Yeah. No, OBJ, he's a bust. He I I I don't after last week, the Colts will hone in on him, and this will be a Jarvis Landry or an Austin Hooper type week type week in the passing game.
0: Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent with that. Uh He's, I think, rated in the number nineteen wide receiver for this week. Yeah, and I, I, I
1: have a hard time seeing him crack the top forty. Uh, where would I have? Uh, I have him higher than nineteen. But all right, let's move. Uh, let's move on. Let's, all right, what do we so, got? I got the Giants and the Cowboys.
0: I got oh. the Giants and the Cowboys, and I mean. All right, I know that the Cowboys, the Dallas is already in panic mode, right? I think Cowboy fans right now are like legitimately concerned for their season. Can you imagine the uproar that will happen in Dallas if they lose to the Giants? Mike McCarthy might actually get fired after 5 games if they
1: he lose. Won't, to the he won't though. He, he won't. won't. I agree. I agree he won't. Jerry Jones loves a coach that he can control. Like the coaches he couldn't control produced Super Bowls. The ones he can't control, they go eight and eight, and they're fucking out of the playoffs. That's how it is. The, the Giants, though, on the other hand,
0: are so bad, I just don't see how, how the Cowboys can lose. In fact, I, I would go as far as to say that the Cowboys' defense is a half-decent play in fantasy this week because of the level of ineptitude of the Giants.
1: That's funny. Although if someone
0: I, picks up picks up the Dallas defense in my league, I'm still going to give them shit for it.
1: Yeah, no, that was that was really funny while yeah. I was sitting on the tail end of my 24 hour shift Thursday morning, and I decided to roll with Dallas against the Giants. Sleep and, deprivation. No, it wasn't sleep deprivation. I trusted Dallas against Daniel like against the fucking Giants over right. a Bears defense that was facing the Bucks, and as it turns out, that was probably the wrong move.
0: I mean, all Uh kidding aside, though, uh, the Giants are just so bad offensively. So bad offensively. Their line is bad. Their run game is bad. Their quarterback is eh. And they had a couple of decent receiving. I do think Darius Slayton is going to have a nice game. But with the the level of offensive firepower that the Cowboys have, you can't just have one receiver that has a nice game. You're going to have to have a lot more offensive weapons show up. Yeah. And the giants don't have the capability of matching the Cowboys blow for blow.
1: They, they don't, don't they yeah. don't. Um,
0: the line is eight and a half in favor of Dallas. And even though Dallas is one and three, even though Dallas has been an absolute uh, shit show so far this season, I can dumpster fire. Right. I still have them taking the over. Because, I, I. Yeah.
1: I also have them at the over.
0: And it's the Giants are just that bad. I think we were talking about Jacksonville, like, you know, leading the charge for the number one pick. I, I think the
1: Giants have the inside track on the number one pick. Well, okay. You talk about how bad they've been on offense and you're 100% right. They've only scored three touchdowns through four games. Yeah. that They're terrible on offense. Yeah. The Giants, however, on the defensive side of the ball have been Pretty sneaky quiet on – they're the 12th – they're the 12th-ranked defense. In the Which NFL is actually game.
0: quite impressive considering how little their offense gets sure. down on the other Absol- side of the well.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like Dallas – But you know what? When you have a defense that doesn't get any support from the offense, no matter how good that defense is, at some point in the season that's going to break.
1: And right. And they, they're I mean... not
0: going to be able to sustain it because they're just going to be on the field mm-hmm. for too long. But he, he, here, here's my point,
1: it, and this is someone, the the haha, dumbass picked up the fucking Dallas defense for this week. Yeah, he did. This could also this could also turn around and bite me in the ass. Yeah. Because the Dallas defense has given up four tut gave up four touchdowns to Atlanta, five to Seattle, six to Cleveland. I could those are th- staggering numbers. They're, They're given up more
0: touchdowns per game than the Giants have had all season. Think about that. that is it's staggering.
1: this, this could be a, uh, this could be a week where a Darius Slayton goes for another two touchdowns yes. or Golden Tate wakes up or Evan Ingram fucking finds his way into a 100 yard touchdown type of performance because the defense for the Cowboys is that fucking bad. It'd be nice to see Evan Ingram find his way onto a football field with how bad he's
0: played this season. Uh, but you're right. The Dallas Cowboys defense has been that bad. This, however, could be an opportunity for them to kind of find some level of rhythm against a giant's offense. That is beyond so. future. I hope so. Cause I'm fucked if they don't. I mean, they put up six points against the 49ers
1: third string. The, uh, defense True. six at home. But that's also, I mean, you know, no, you're right. You're right. On to the next. All huh. right, this is fucking boring. Uh, <laughs> Vikings. Fuck, Seahawks. So you're talking about two fucking god awful teams and one of them should not one of them was being talked about as a Super Bowl contender and they're fucking awful. Right. The Cowboys
0: have so much work to do. Let's, let's yeah, like you said, let's move on. Let's move on. Yes. Vikings Seahawks. Who you got?
1: Um so the line oh, hold on.
0: before we do move on, Dallas. We agree, Dallas
1: eight and a half points over
0: favorites. Over, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Uh Viking Seahawks.
1: The lines at seven in favor of Seattle. Mm-hmm. I have Seattle winning. I don't see them covering.
0: Okay. I, I think this, this We will disagree be, on
1: that, but I do have them winning as well. I this is A game where Alvin Cook is going to be able to expose this very bad defense, much like he did last week against Houston. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also – having having an established run game and being able to kill the clock with that run game. Russell Wilson's not going to lose this game. I just don't see it at seven. I see it at three. Hmm. Because i mean this is this is a Sunday night primetime game.
0: Yes. Yes. It's,
1: Russell Wilson is 26-7 and one in any primetime game in, in his career. What's what's Kirk Cousins at? If, <laughs> I don't. Th- I still don't think he's won he's in like primetime. One in a
0: million. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. I if they're counting that the 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 victory in the playoffs last year over the Saints is primetime, I don't think he's. I still don't think he's won a game in primetime. Right. I could be what, yeah. wrong, but I, I believe he has one win. I, I think it's one win. I mean,
0: I'm going off memory here, but, but Kurt cousins never performs well in prime time. You're right. Oh. The Vikings running game is something else. Um, They have the best running back in football at the moment. Mm-hmm. And they have, I think the second best backup running back with Kareem Hunt being I think number 1 although currently Kareem Hunt is obviously starting. Kareem Hunt's the guy dude Kareem Hunt's going to fucking eat. He's he, he will absolutely. He's he's going to be at a buffet all day long. But the Vikings defense is going to have a hard time against the Seahawks passing attack. The Seahawks are at home. We saw them have kind of a sluggish game last week. It's going to happen. You have a you have a great offense they're going to have some some bad days especially when you have a West Coast team going all the way across the country to an East Coast game. Um, but DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, the, the Vikings are, are going to be scrambling all over the field to keep up with that. Chris Carson's going to have a good game, I think, too. It's not like the Seahawks were a slouch in the run game department either. Right. Uh, the, the Seahawks struggle a little bit on on the defense side of the uh, of the ball, right? But Kirk Cousins bit? isn't going to make them pay, in my opinion. He, he's Cousins, not make them pay.
1: no. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, yes. There, I I see this easily become turning into a shootout type of a game because both teams are pretty bad against the pass.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Both teams have. I agree with you there. It's going to be high scoring. But both teams have good options at the wideout position. Both and they both have kind of so-so options at the tight end game when you're talking about the the fossils of Greg Olson and Kyle Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I think the the, the first I I I'd, I'd be one about like the first quarter of this game is run dominant, trying to establish on both sides for both teams, uh, and and then someone someone's gonna get up a touchdown and it's gonna become a fucking firing attack.
0: Yeah, I, so you are taking the Vikings at under. No,
1: no, no oh, the oh sorry. Vikings sorry you're under. taking the Seahawks at
0: under. You're taking the Seahawks at under.
1: I'm taking the Seahawks. Yes, I, I'm not comfortable with the seven point spread.
0: All right. I am taking the Seahawks at over. Let's move on to the next. So we got two games coming up here that do not have a line yet. So that's going to be a little bit of interesting conversation here. And it's the games that uh, were moved around due to the coronavirus. We have the Broncos and Patriots playing Monday night, and then we have (laughs) the Bills and Titans playing on Tuesday night. Uh, Let's start with the Monday night game, Broncos, Patriots. Who you got in this one?
1: Well, there's, Oh, yeah. Sorry. Never mind. (laughs) Whoopsie. Uh, So you got the Broncos and the Pats. Um, The Patriots have had no on field practice this entire week. Mm -hmm. Everything's been virtual, everything's been through fucking Zoom. Right. And Cam Newton, like the Patriots today, today being Saturday, held their first on the field practice. Right. No Cam Newton. And you know who else they don't have, Stephen Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore. Yeah, Stephon yes. Gilmore, yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Oh my god! I wish there was a line for this fucking game.
0: I'm taking the Broncos in this one. Uh, I think the Patriots might no. actually be considered the favorites. No. I'm taking the Broncos in this one.
1: No, I'm I'm, I'm going with the Patriots at a probably like a three point line only because. They held with Brian Hoyer at quarterback. They held the Chiefs in check for most of that game. I'm going Patriots. I don't really care who's at quarterback. I don't think it's going to be Cam Newton because if he's not practicing today, that means he's probably out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's pretty safe to say he's out. Um, But one of these teams has a
0: shot at getting their starting quarterback back this week. The other one. Drew Drew Locke is not starting this week. You don't think he's starting this week? No, Drew Locke was projected to be out four to six weeks. He's missed two games. It's, I, I have seen some reports that there is a shot he, he comes back this week. He's getting even,
1: closer. Even, getting even, even, even if Drew Locke starts, yeah. Drew Locke is not anywhere near Patrick Mahomes. That defense was able to keep them in check. Mm hmm. Hold them to field goals to try and gain gain some advantage. No, I've got the Pats. I will take a three-point line and the and the A on Monday or Tuesday. Thank you.
0: So you got the Pats at uh, write it down, three-point line. Yep. All right, I will take the Broncos. Also, I would take them on three-point line. Uh, Yeah, the Broncos are not winning this game. All right, let's move on to the Bills and the Titans. Uh, this is going to be an exciting game. Tuesday night. Now, if you play fantasy football, um, this is, uh, I think, uh, important to check with your league settings because there's a lot of leagues where Tuesday is automatically – that's when that's when the week – the current week ends and the next week begins. Uh, so check with your league commissioner to see uh, what's going to happen with your Tuesday night games because I'm not sure that – while the NFL will count this as a Week Five game, I'm not sure that your fantasy league will count this as a Week Five game. But Bills Titans, um,
1: two undefeated teams. Someone's gonna have their first loss this week. Who's it gonna be? It's gonna be the Titans. Um yeah. And I don't even care that the Bills are on the road in this one. Uh, Tennessee. The road doesn't
0: matter as much this the season, right? Like with it, with fans not. I mean, it matters. It's still it's still a factor, but it's not the factor it, we we're used
1: to seeing. Right. It's, it's not as huge of a thing with their, a lot of stadiums not having fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going coast to coast, yeah. Okay. Like the time right. difference is still right. like a problem. Right. We saw that last week with the Seahawks. But I mean, Tennessee, Tennessee's without Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis, Corey Davis, and defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons. So they're, they're hurting on both sides of the ball. Uh, They also have not practiced. They were just cleared today to enter their facility. Right. And AJ Brown is is coming back, correct? This week? He's he's, looking like he's going to play? He's questionable. It's looking like a game time decision. I would be willing to bet. Even if he does,
0: though. This is going to be his first game back.
1: Right. I, I, I would be willing to bet with how bad they're hurting at the wide receiver position right now, that yes, mm-hmm. they're, that he's probably going to start. He may be on a snap count, who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I'm sorry. I think, by the way, speaking of uh, Tennessee receivers, I think Adam
0: Humphries is a sneaky option uh, as a waiver. If you're, if you're looking to stream a receiver, Adam Humphries is a sneaky option there. Especially well, I don't... if AJ Brown
1: isn't playing. I don't know why you would stream Adam Humphreys considering the fact that he's on the fucking IR. Uh, he's out. This, you're right. I said it at, right. the, at the top of this fucking set. Like, you're absolutely Adam right. Humphreys I, and Corey Davis are both on the IR. That, that's it, my listening
0: ears right now.
1: He has Alzheimer's. God. People, okay, he, this man is old as shit. <laughs> and I know I sound like I'm the old fucking... crusty fucking bastard no i'm 29 years old i'm 29 this man's like fucking 54 i'm not 54
0: but the point is that was my bad you're right adam humphreys is out so my mistake everyone i know Uh, i'm right yeah uh but uh i do have johnny smith for the Titans being an excellent play, a wide receiver. And here's something that a lot of people don't know. Johnny realize. Smith's
1: a tight end. You are fucking up, bud. No, I'm
0: saying as a receiving option, if you have a, You said wide
1: receiver. That, I realized that, meant, I meant as in the fucking flex. up, bud.
0: <laughs> I said receiving option, I think.
1: I don't know. <laughs> no, you said as a wide receiver. I meant to say receiving option. Roll rece- the tape. Well, I meant roll the tape. Option.
0: I meant to say receiving option. <laughs> um, but Johnny Smith, I think, is going to have a nice game, especially with all the depletion that the – Titans are having at the wide receiver position. Here's something that people don't realize is that the Bills have been actually pretty bad against tight ends this season. They, they've given up a ton of yards against tight ends. Um, I feel like Johnny Smith is going to eat. I think Denry, uh, Derrick Henry is going to eat, but I do think the Bills are going to win. And I'm not just saying that as a Bills fan. Uh, the Titans have been a very good team. The Bills are a you, better team.
1: Where would you be comfortable – placing a line on this game
0: i would take anything uh over five points for the bills
1: i yeah i, Sorry, actually, I mean yeah, yeah
0: i'll take five point line for the bills five, over five that.
1: yeah i was you and i were actually right on the money with that five i'd be comfortable taking the over on the bills yeah um Tannehill, I we'll see man he's missing a lot of his receiving options even if aj brown suits up Tannehill averages 11.2 yards per attempt with play action, but only 5.9 without play action. So if they have a shot in this game, they are going to have to establish Derrick Henry early. Like they have. I'm not saying that they haven't done that. That's Mm -hmm. what got them to the AFC fucking championship game last year. That is what has been successful for the Titans and Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. They got to The bills have to hone in on Derrick Henry. Yes. And the Titans, that's their way to shut that offense down. And the Titans to have any success or any shot into being into this game would be to shut uh, to get Derrick Henry going quick and very early.
0: I think also the Titans got to look at trying to stop Josh Allen because right now Josh Allen
1: is what is oh, getting the Bills going. Uh, legs and passing. Legs and monster. passing. He, he has taken such a step forward. Right. J- just giving him a solid number one. Mm-hmm just it has made a ton of difference for him as, as a quarterback. Like Dang. everyone's the last two years has been talking about, he's got a strong arm. He's mobile, all this shit. What he was missing was a legit number one, like a legit number one whiteout. And now yeah. that he's got it, he is tearing this league apart. And, and you're also saying, uh, yes,
0: that is a big factor. I agree hundred percent with what you said. Another factor in Josh Allen's uh, step forward and development this year has been his his maturity in the pocket as, as a quarterback. You know, you do see – being a quarterback in the NFL takes time to be to be successful. It takes, yes. You're seeing Kyler Murray go through right now. He, he's uh, in his second season, and he's had some great games. He's had some bad games. He's yes. had the ups and downs. And you're seeing Josh Allen find that maturity where he's able to step in the pocket, and then when the pocket collapses, step outside the pocket. And instead of automatically just looking to run or looking to just throw the ball away, he is taking his time – out of the pocket because he knows he has the mobility to, to buy himself extra time and make the smart decision. Um, When, when you are being rushed and you are able to still have find patience to look for the best uh, option available, that is going to be a huge benefit to you as a playmaker. So I feel like Josh Allen is starting to get there. Um, I'm, I'm really, as a bills fan, I'm, I'm really excited.
1: I said it last week, like organizations that keep their front offices, their head coach, they keep their, their coordinators intact. And it's, those are the, t- like, like the bills are Sean McDermott and Josh Allen. I'm not going to say it's going to be this year. Mm-hmm. Give it another year to mature. Mm-hmm. I could easily see the bills being the AFC representative in the Super Bowl.
0: It's, it's It's definitely possible. I think that they have a really hard road. If you put them in the NFC, I think that they would have a better road, uh, just because they, I see the AFC being a little more top heavy, yeah. In the NFC, yeah, yeah. with you know, you got the Ravens, the the Chiefs, um, but I, I could see the the Bills having a a Titan esque, ironically since they're playing each other this week, a Titan esque season where they sneak their way into the AFC Championship game. I don't think they're going to win that, um, but I think they could get to the, that game. Maybe not, but they have a shot. They have
1: a legitimate shot. No, oh, they do. Um, and. I'm super happy that you don't have a fuckload of your pieces falling to season ending injuries. Thank you. I'm
0: I'm happy too. Well, that does it for this segment coming up next. We're going to give you guys our upset picks of the week. Stay tuned. Welcome back football fans. We are going to be talking about our upset picks of the week. So I'm going to start with mine this time. I'm looking at the Jags and Texans game. The Texans are favored by five and a half points. But I can't trust the Texans this season. I can't, especially after they just fired their head coach. So I am looking at calling the Jacksonville Jaguars the upset pick of the week.
1: Nope. No, you don't. You don't here's, so? where, here's where you're wrong, my guy. All right. Let me have it. You're talking about the Texans, right? They just fired Bill O'Brien, which is something that yes. should have been done. A long time ago. Correct. Houston, through four games this season, has failed to score more than 23 points. Mm -hmm. They're facing a team that has allowed 30 points in three straight games. Mm -hmm. I see this being more of a a game where Bill O'Brien's finally gone. And within that organization, especially that locker room, People have been – I think I, I'm – I'd be willing to bet that players inside that locker room, especially the veteran guys like Deshaun, J.J. Watt, they've been wanting his ass gone since the fucking – the divisional round game last year against Kansas City where they blew a 24-0 lead. Okay. In step in, intern head coach, Romeo Cornell. Yep. Who on Sunday – will be the oldest head coach in NFL history at 73 years old. Uh,
0: You know what's funny? What's funny? That's still younger than both presidents that we got in the election this year.
1: (laughs) We're not talking about politics. We're talking about football. We're not going to talk about
0: politics, but he's still younger. He would be the youngest presidential
1: candidate were he to run for president. (laughs) DC voted for Biden. But... (laughs) I think this will be more of a – almost like, like a rally cry type of win for the Texans. I have them covering. I have them covering at five and a half. I'd be willing to take it up to seven. I okay. think th- that Houston is going to come back together as a whole. Okay, Bill O'Brien is fucking gone. I think now Romeo Romeo Cornell is going to give more of the offense – to Deshaun to run. I I see a a nice game for Deshaun. I see a nice game for Will Fuller. What about David
0: Johnson? What what do you think about David Johnson's game? Fuck
1: David Johnson. (laughs) You fucking bring his ass up every fucking time we talk about the goddamn Texans. That fucking should be working at Walmart. Deshaun or fucking... Oh my God. God! You got me so fucking. Fu- David Johnson, fuck that dude. He's not an RB one. He's not. That motherfucker Duke Johnson should be starting in front of him. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, so all right. Uh, well, I'm going to agree with you that
0: David Johnson is not an RB one. Um, he, he's a low end RB two is how I feel he is, and I think that that's about about. What he he should,
1: should be a bag boy at Target.
0: Okay the oh. fuck out of here that means that you know we talked about bag boys at target how they would thrive in a Kyle shanahan offense so that means that secretly you really want him on the 49ers i don't
1: yeah i, I don't believe you do. i would be extremely upset if but, he was if he was rocking red and gold i but all right the, the the texans defense made Kirk cousins look halfway decent Awesome. No, they didn't make Kirk Cousins look decent. They made Dalvin Cook look like a fucking monster. Sure. But
0: uh, I, the Jags, have they have a nice little running back there with Mike Davis, right? So, sorry, excuse, excuse, Mike- me, excuse me, excuse me. James me. James, 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 James Robinson.
1: James Robinson, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, James Robinson. This is what happens when seniors drink.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they have a decent running game, though. They have they have a quarterback have an, that's mobile. They have an make, okay buddy. running game at best. Yeah, at they have best. an okay running game at best. Sure, they have an okay quarterback at best. Sure, the Texans haven't been able to stop either one. I think the Jags have, have a shot at this one. I really do. Uh, I there look at go. that. I look at that Texans defense. I look at I look at the Texans overall. They have underwhelmed so much this year, and I get what you're saying. I really do. I understand this could be the rally to the flag moment. Where, all right, the bad guy's gone. We can finally play our game. Um, But it's the Texans have been so underwhelming this season, I don't have faith in them. So this isn't so much me having faith in the Jags as much as it is me having doubts on the Texans. Uh, And so for that reason, I have made the Jacksonville Jaguars my upset pick of the week. Obviously, I have them covering the line um, because I have them. What? Yes, I have the ja- oh. the the no the jaguars no. covering covering the line. It's I mean no. if they win if they win that doesn't matter. <sighs> okay, if they yeah. win they cover automatically just like that. They're favorite to lose, so if they win they cover. The jags the jags aren't winning this fucking game to begin with, so we will we will see about that. Let's go to your pick. Let's go. To your All pick. right, you have uh, Chargers and the Saints. I believe yeah. is the game you're looking at.
1: Yes, sir. It's and this is a game where New Orleans is favored by seven and a half.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's actually eight and a half currently. I, and I would still take it. Um, I saw enough last week out of Justin Herbert and that Chargers offense to believe that they can beat a Saints team that has been pretty mediocre up to this point, given all the, uh, all the injuries they've had to deal with now in favor of the saints you know the saints could potentially have michael thomas back this week since right, first right. time first time since week one that's a huge boost in the passing game correct and looking at the chargers austin eckler your rb1 is out four to six weeks so there is room for argument on both sides of the ball. I just, I have, I think this is the game that Justin Herbert comes in and has his complete game. Because you got to think about all the question marks the saints have on the defensive side of the ball. You've got Malcolm Jenkins. He limited practice. Mm Mm-hmm. Marshawn Lattimore, limited, he missed last week. Justin Hardy, who is another cornerback, he's questionable. Marcus Davenport, defensive end, he's questionable. I there's enough there's enough room for question to think that the Chargers could pull this one off because they almost pulled it off last week against a Tampa Bay team that was that it was. Or is ranked number two in the league for def- on the defensive side of the ball. Okay. I, I think this is Justin Herbert's. I won't say coming out party. I'll say this is the the week he puts together the complete game. As long as he's not fa- facing Jenkins or Marshawn Lattimore in the secondary, I think this could be the one.
0: Okay. So here's why I disagree with you on this pick. Now, I do think – I agree with you on the point that I do not think the Saints are going to cover the line. Okay. Um, hey. Eight and a half points uh, against a Chargers team that has been playing very well and has Justin Herbert there doing, doing good things for that team. Um, the, the Saints beat Tampa Bay, who beat the Chargers. And I know that in football that's a very sketchy argument to make. But at the end of the day, you got to look, especially gotta look this at common, year, you got to look at common opponents. You got to look at common, opponents. At the, especially this year. That's a horrible argument to make, but you, this is the only common opponent, common opponent that we got to go off of here. Now the, the chargers at the end of the day are led by a rookie quarterback and the saints are led by a veteran quarterback mm-hmm. and veteran quarterbacks tend yep. to usually get the better mm-hmm. of those matchups. All right. Uh The saints also, you, you talked about them being the upset pick last week against the Lions. Um, and that – I mean, sorry, I, I talked about them being – I talked about them that. Um, yep. But the Saints showed that they're not a team they that will just roll over, right? Uh, and the Lions have a very competent passing game and a decent running game too. The Chargers are going to walk into New Orleans because the game is in New Orleans – and they're going to struggle, yeah. I think. I, I think they're going to have a hard time. I think Justin Herbert's going to have rookie moments. Um, the Saints have shown that even without Marshawn Lattimore, without key players, they can still put together complete games. And they have a, this guy who goes by the name of Alvin Kamara, who is going to run and he's going to eat. He is going to get fat this week. All right. Uh, the Chargers are going are gonna to have a fight. They are going to put up a fight. They're going to get pressure on Drew Brees, who is showing that he is, in fact, losing a step this season. But I, I just, I, I don't see them losing. I do not. So I have the Saints at under,
1: but winning this game. Uh, you're looking at a Saints team that's two and two, mm-hmm. vulnerable on the defensive side of the ball. Justin Herbert, while the Chargers are what one and three. Correct. Yes, they are one and three. Excluding the game against Carolina while they were in it within a score, uh, that was a very unimpressive game Mm -hmm. for. The team as a whole because everyone thought after watching justin herbert take the defending super bowl champions to super bowl to uh to overtime in in his first start like oh this guy's the real fucking deal and then he went out and laid an egg against the fucking panthers right this is the game against a veteran quarterback that i could very well see justin herbert taking so you th- it's gonna be like I a thought breakthrough it was game. gonna be t- yes yeah i i i absolutely see it and here's why you look at you're missing Austin Eckler which even through so much uh, uh so far through the season Austin Eckler hasn't really been the number one guy in the run game they've been looking at Joshua Kelly more Austin Eckler is going to use He's going to have a nice game i think he's going to have a very uh, nice game.
0: okay now when i, I say very you. nice i mean looking at his uh ecr his expert consensus
1: rankings i think he's going to beat those this week joshua Joshua Kelly's my bus this week for running backs. Ooh.
0: Ooh.
1: Um, I think this game is going to become more dependent on – I could easily see, especially if Michael Thomas is active. Right. Um, I don't care either way if Jerry's is active because even if he's active, he hasn't practiced all week, so he'll be on a snap count. Um, so I'm asking this question – being how, do think, again, how do you think? How do you think? How do
0: you think Thomas is going to finish the season? As I far as Thomas? fantasy,
1: fantasy relevancy. Well, he's missed three games so far. Correct. I mean, but the one if, game if he, he played, can stay healthy. He looked
0: awful. If he
1: stayed, if he stays. Let's healthy. say he
0: comes back this week and stays healthy. How do you think he finishes the
1: season? Top 15. I think that sounds about right. That volume's there. That volume's there. Drew yeah, Brees is, is always right. gonna look at his ass. Yeah. Yes. Like, like you talk, you you are talking about you talk about DeAndre Hopkins closing in on the receptions record through five games. Mm-hmm. DeAndre isn't just running little three-yard fucking slants like Michael Thomas is. Yeah, yeah. You're telling ta- you DeAndre's a down the field type of fucking dude, yeah. which is why I think. I hold deandre hopkins higher than michael thomas
0: okay that's fair yeah. deandre
1: hopkins right now is legit De- deandre hopkins right now is the n- best wide wide receiver in football i agree
0: with that i think that um, right now but i is- can
1: see if you're looking from a fantasy perspective with the time he's already missed michael thomas is an easy top 15 wide receiver finish that's fair That's fair.
0: So you got the Chargers winning this one. That is your upset pick. I got the Saints winning this one, but I don't have them covering. So I do think you're onto something with this pick. I think it's going to be a close game and uh, the Chargers are going to put
1: up a hell of a fight. Look for, look look for the Chargers because Herbert has been trying to feed Allen early. Like he's feeding him throughout the entire game um, look for this to kind of be a I won't say a coming out party, but like look for a like a, a, a nice day for Hunter Henry. New Orleans is 31st against tight ends in the NFL when it comes to fantasy perspectives mm-hmm. look 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 for Hunter Henry to have like like I said not a coming out party but, 60 70 yards maybe five catches and a touchdown because I, I think that, that New orleans yeah. defense i have Hunter henry up there on, on my rankings as well so right. I, I, I could re- i could see that new orleans defense honing in on keenan allen
0: absolutely well that wraps up for this episode we will be actually releasing episode well our second episode for the day later today where we talk about the fantasy players uh for the upcoming week so stick around uh and check out the next episode. Uh, But that wraps up for this one. Thank you for listening, everyone. And check us out on Twitter. Again, unsport comment at unsport comment is where you can find us. Check us out. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening Uh, from DC Mellow. I'm signing off. Goodbye, Tyler. Any last words?
1: Yes, sir. Go fuck yourself.
0: (laughs) All right. Take care, everyone.